Welcome to the Yoga Addiction. If you're a yoga teacher or student who wants a deeper understanding of yoga with respect to science, health, and longevity, this podcast is for you. Every week, we'll dive deep into a topic to help you be a better yogi, teacher, and communicator. We want to give you a practical understanding of the current science related to yoga and help you create quality, safe, and inspired classes, whether they are for yourself at home or for your students. I'm Natalie Sanger. And I'm Sandy Hewen. We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. Hey, Nat. Hey, Sandy. How are you? I'm good. I just heard your spoon clink. Yeah. Sorry. Coffee? I'm having... Uh, it's actually green tea. I decided to go for green tea oh, today. Yeah. yeah. It gives me, like, better, more consistent energy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, just regular green tea, or do you do jasmine or something special? There's so oh, many types. Matcha. We... Oh, matcha. Oh, yeah. matcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's like, I don't know, it's like thicker. It has more texture. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice in the morning because um, it's, I think it's pretty high in caffeine too. I think green tea is a pretty uh It is pretty, pretty strong. Potent. It's pretty potent, but like it releases different apparently. Or like you, yeah, your little energy bump doesn't go just like straight up and down. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I can definitely feel it. Curve yeah. to it. How's your morning going? I'm good. I just woke up and then you get to hear me babble in my, before I'm really awake. Yeah. Yeah. Talk. That's okay. I'm like in exactly the same. I know we're three hours apart, but I'm, I feel like my brain is in exactly the same situation. <laughs> Actually, I feel relatively well rested. Mm. Um. Oh, I put my winter duvet on last night. Ooh, cozy. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and every time I woke up and like rolled over in the night, I was just like, this is the best. Because <laughs> I was sleeping our like thinner duvet because Eric's super hot. So, I mean, he was probably just roasting all night. He was like, if oh, I, if I don't thing. wake up, I died because of I was just like overly hot. <laughs> I had, Steaming him. Yeah. So I have like usually like the normal duvet and then two other blankets on top. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Like just they're thinner ones. Like kind of like a yoga blanket, two of those. Mm. Um, and I was like, I just need to put this winter blanket on. Like, it's the, all these blankets are too heavy and they're falling around. And he's like, All right, I might die. But he survived. So, <laughs> and it was great. How cold is it? I don't know. It's not that cold, but I'm just super cold all the time. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fair. Unless That's fair. I like shower before bed, but I usually don't. I'm a morning showering person. So, mm. and he, but the thing is, yeah, he showers right before bed. That's why he's hot. Jeez. <laughs> silly goose i i need to wash at least wash my feet before bed oh that's right yeah but i put yeah, socks that's on. my thing i put socks what on. yeah to go to sleep mm -hmm. weird no i can't man no what if you get hot the but feet are like the radiator i take them, radiate the heat i take them off in the middle of the night yeah but like to go to bed know. sometimes my feet are so cold they're just like blocks of ice and it goes up my ankle so i can't even wear just short socks i have to wear like wintry socks that like go all the way up my calf so why don't you take like a hot bath before you go to bed it's just that way like you'll be nice and warm so much effort is it though you, you're literally just laying there it seems like a lot oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you had to build the fire and lug the water from a lake I and know. heat the water yourself <laughs> We'll see, Sandy. We'll see. You're hilarious. I oh my goodness! Slowly change my routine if I want, but I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm going to bed at like nine o'clock. 
Oh, that's so cute. Which is great because yeah, it takes me a little bit to get to sleep. So if I'm asleep around 10, I usually mm-hmm. am like reading till 9.30, like we're in bed around yeah. 9. Right. And then sleep 10 to 10.30 and then I can get up at 6 with a pretty close to 8 hours, if not 8 hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's really perfect. It's my jam. We've been, we've been like staying up late at night to watch that wonderful and so frustrating uh, show, Unbelievable. Oh, it's on Netflix. You guys have to watch it. It's like, oh, I can't even talk about it. Ah. Well, that's why you're tired then. I am. Yeah, it is why. Yeah. And and you know, like after you watch something so frustrating, it just like knocks around in your brain and doesn't let you sleep. And then you're just like, ah, I'm frustrated. Ah, ah. And then you sleep. Yeah, that's not a, <laughs> it's not a good bedtime show. It's not. It's not a good bedtime show, but it's so like, oh, man, it's so good. It's one of those like true crime things. That you just want to like just want them to get the guy and I want everything to be, you know, like right and justice to be had in the world. But, like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, <laughs> a feel good one that you should you guys should watch if you haven't watched it already. I think it's called Hip Hop Evolution. Oh, cool! You like that? Is it is it a documentary? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay, it's about like yeah. all like rap and hip hop, like the how it originated. It it's super cool. I and think I saw it scrolling through, but we didn't we didn't settle on it. Like we didn't like choose it. So next yeah. time. Yeah, lots of good music. Yeah. You'll be like Ooh. bumping around in your seat. Yeah, fun. Very cool. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. Let's hit it. All right. What are we talking about? What kind of yoga stuff are we talking about today? We're talking about pec tightness. Ooh, pec tightness. Do you have pec tightness? Mm. Yep, I can get pec tightness. Yeah. Because I'm working on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Working at a desk now, so... Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was going to say, like, now you should have more pec tightness than mm-hmm. ever, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's not too bad. I kind of stay on it. I do... I'm, like, just reaching my arms out to the side. But I, I remember wanting to talk about this when I was in a yoga class, and I'm just kind of watching some bodies. Well, I've always thought about what, when I was... While I was teaching, like, what, what asana... How asana has kind of changed... So that's mm-hmm. what we'll be talking about today. Like, obviously, some of the anatomy of the pecs and shoulders. But, yeah. Um, yeah, like, you see people and you can see, like, I know I've experienced this in my own body, that just, like, that feeling of sometimes there's a big stretch across your chest and sometimes it's just, like, a stop. Like, your arms just won't move in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why can't I do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, you always happens in yoga. Like, oh, like. This is not accessible for me. That's super. Yeah. Cool. Some people get really frustrated, but I'm like always like that's cool and because yeah. your body can always change. Right. So. Yeah, and you can sometimes work past certain things. Yeah. Um especially if it is just muscular tightness. Yeah. Um so okay, let's let's go quickly and this is pretty easy. Where are your pecs? It's pretty easy. Pecs are on the front of your chest they're your chest your yeah <laughs> yeah like it's, they are your it's, chest it's your, muscles it's your chest muscles yeah it, it's it is your chest yeah except not your boob right it's like under your boob yes <laughs> it's your, your chest the yeah. musculature um, of your chest how low does it go down because i feel like it actually goes quite low does it go all the way down the sternum oh i'm trying to remember from our uh i'll google this google this it what, google it while yeah. i poke at myself from our cadaver lab, it is such a cool muscle because those fibers, um, 
fibers of the pecs go in all different directions. So uh, the fibers that come off of your sternum lower down are kind of going almost upward at an angle. And then in the middle of the sternum, they're going straight across. They're like horizontal. Mm -hmm. And then up near, does it go all the way to the clavicle? Um, so there's two heads to... of the pec. I'm literally reading this off of Google because I've, I've actually forgotten this. Sure. But yeah, it does make sense. So there's a clavicular head that originates on the inside portion of the collarbone. Um, so that's your clavicle. And then the other one is a sternal head. So it seems like, yes, it does extend the entire sternum um, plus the uh, costal cartilage, which are just like... Um, they're cartilaginous extensions at the front of each rib. So like the rib sort of attaches to the sternum by the cartilage. Um, So it attaches to the cartilage, the sternum, and um, a a fibrous tissue of the external oblique. So it goes pretty damn low. So if you think about where your obliques are, Mm -hmm. yeah, so that that fascia that wraps up up the rib cage, that's also an attachment point for the... um, pecs well at least the the sternal head of the pec so it's it is like this big fan wrap around muscle around like so you go sternum down um and then around the the side of the the armpit oh sorry the side of the chest um that makes up the inside armpit and then it it inserts onto the humerus Mm -hmm. um so both the clavicular and the sternal portion of the muscle insert onto the humerus yeah um and the bicipital groove i remember that Yes, yes. And it, it wraps to the actually the outside of the bicipital groove, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why it can create some internal rotation if it's like too tight. Because if you think about it's sort of a little bit too, um, sort of just like in the middle of your uh, upper arm bone, middle of your humerus. Um, if it gets really tight, it'll pull the humerus into internal rotation. So your hand will come towards the belly button and your elbow will wing out a little bit more. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally forgot all of these little. That's why. That's why Google, Google's so awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely link up at least to a photo, if not like a little video of the movement of it, like yeah. we usually do. They um, got this awesome like bodybuilder, um, and like their body fat percentages are so low, you can like see the two different heads oh, of the pecs. What? It's kind of cool, you know. It's like whoa. I actually don't even remember like looking at the two heads when we were doing the cadaver dissection like definitely mm. when you're in it it's pretty hard to mm. separate those two unless you know what you're like specifically looking for but mm-hmm. i wonder if they just call it two heads because it's like one's on the clavicle one's on the sternum but it really yeah. is quite seamless yeah like yeah, every so. everything can be separated down to like your muscle spindle if you really wanted to but yeah. I mean, they might, because of their insertion, they might have a slightly different movement. Mm-hmm. So if you were to know those movements and like bodybuilders, they would know like what what's the difference and they would be able to like, I, I'm sure you could bulk up the sternal head more than the um, uh, clavicular head and vice versa if you were to like really, really try. Yeah. There's, it's one of those muscles but, that's quite, <laughs> quite big and does a lot. So. Yeah. You could work it in different ways. Now I am totally getting why you called it. It's the butt of the chest. Well, that's actually what my boyfriend said. That's what Paul said. And like, it's because women don't have big chest muscles. Mm-hmm, we don't have mm-hmm. big pecs, right? Yeah. Whereas he does. He's like, yeah, this is like a muscle that 
in the gym, people like build this like three, four times a week. It's like a regular muscle you work out like with your glutes um, as well, because they're like for, for guys, these are a huge part of their body composition, right? Whereas for us, they're like these dinky little thready muscles that are like pieces of shit. Well, they're, they're just, they're not as visible because of breast (laughs) tissue. Like they, yeah, it's hard to kind of really compare them, but we don't, we don't work them as much as guys do. That's for sure. Generally, generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like for for a lot of people um, and that changed the way I I deal with this muscle as well and think about this muscle. Just thinking about them as like the glute of the chest is like, whoa. Yeah. Because I'll have to tell our listeners this. Like I woke up one morning and I just look at my phone and my WhatsApp message from Sandy is the pecs are the (laughs) glutes of the chest or something. No. What did you say? It was like I don't know. It was silly. Oh my god! I should look it up. <laughs> it was like it's your your chest butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think literally all I said you sent one message, and then I only saw the I only see the last one for some reason. So it's like it's your oh. chest butt, <laughs> like the first thing I saw in the morning. Like, what the fuck is she talking about? This is it's your chest butt. It's your, it's your chest butt and like exclamation points. So many of them. <laughs> okay it blew my mind it really did blow my mind it's pretty sweet Um, yeah yes (laughs) oh my god so how do we want to start on this bad boy i guess um let's see like how do you tell the difference between chest tightness pec tightness and bicep tightness oh um it it can be tough, but usually it's, I mean, it it can be both, right? Like I, totally. I think that, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. especially if you think of like the fascia is continuous across the arm there, um, especially because we know the chest muscle attaches the, to the bicipital groove and the bicep tendon just sits right into the bicipital groove. Yeah. So those fascia have this overlap. Mm-hmm. Um so sometimes if you just ask someone to hold their arms out into like warrior two mm-hmm. and then um, some people will have difficulty straightening their elbow, which might speak to more bicep tendon mm-hmm. tightness or bicep tightness. And some people might have more difficult holding their arms up without having their arms coming medially towards the midline. So in warrior two, we want the arms out to the side as high as the shoulders. And usually that's not an issue. That's the the issue that would limit the holding up to the height of the shoulders might be some supraspinatus issues. That actually might be a little bit of bicep issue. Um, and more of the rotator cuff and the, the humor, uh, sorry, the sc- scapula issues. Mm-hmm. But um, if the arms are slightly inwards, like, um, like, ro- like a ro- chest press. Rotated inward? Okay, I'm trying to think. What do you mean by inward? Um, displaced medially. So on the horizontal plane, um, putting them inwards towards your chest, like oh, inwards or, towards your sternum. Okay, like forward. Yeah, forward, towards yeah. the sternum, okay. but in, in like a warrior two position. Mm-hmm. So they're not over your knees. They're more in front of your knees. Okay. Like your wrists would be dropping in front of your knees. Um, that, that can be some chest tightness, but it, chest tightness, I feel like it is, you can tell more about it like functionally, um, for example, in like side plank, side plank would be quite difficult for someone with a lot of chest tightness, not only because it would pull the shoulder forward, um, but also uh, because that, that creates a little bit of that 
instability and then there's this almost like a favoring of the front of the body versus like a stacking of the bones does Mm -hmm. that make sense yeah and because we are just thinking we think about the front of the body more than the back of the body Mm -hmm. you tend to tense the front of the body to stabilize yes yes so you can actually like clench forward with your pecs and pull your shoulder forward out of a and uh, kind of an alignment or preferred stacking, like you said, stacking of the joint, which is just a little more easy for that little ball and socket that makes up your glenohumeral joint, smaller yes. than the hip. So you can kind of like squeeze your shoulder forward in side plank, which is really not what you want to do. Um, so that would probably show maybe like a hypertonic pec or like, yeah, just a pec that wants to that might be like the peck of someone who is bulking up in the gym. So like that muscle has really learned to turn on, but it's learning to turn on in the wrong movement to create stability there, which is... Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, it's, it could be a lot of things. Like I see it yeah. in a lot of types of bodies for sure. Yes, maybe, yes. And it could just be like that because we're more aware of the front. We think like, oh, pull your shoulder forward. It feels like if you're yes. getting your shoulder closer to the center of your chest, like that's... Yeah. You're turning on those yeah. muscles that's and, stable. And yeah, you're just you're used to using them as stabilizers. So like for instance, if you were to do a regular old side plank and you can stack, um, and then advancing it to like lifting one foot or doing the whole like catch your foot into a, a thingy with a, the top leg and side plank, um, that's when I notice like, oh, everyone's suddenly leaning forward. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're leaning soon, towards yeah. the chest. Yeah, as it's soon true. as like a, a difficulty level goes up. Um, so I think sometimes it's just about load and turning on the back of the shoulder to balance the front of the shoulder. So I don't, I don't know. It's hard to like suppose if it's like something in their outside life. But yeah, side plank, I can definitely see it. Um, it also, if there is a lot of um, tension in this muscle, you can also see it sometimes as like a really shaky side plank. It's like really, really shaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so to get out of that, you're thinking of pulling your sh- entire shoulder back more, um, mm-hmm. like really sliding your shoulder blade onto the back of your body. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can kind of pop your shoulder blade out to the, well, it kind of is weird. Like in that action, when I'm doing it, my shoulder blade slides back first. And then what I would do is I was, I would resist gravity a ton and like push my hand down. And then your shoulder blade kind of comes around the side of your rib cage and hugs tighter with the serratus anterior um, engagement there. But it still first has to go back to get that. And then you push. And when I push, because in side plank, so, so I was asking you um, a little bit about biceps. So if you are a tight bicep person, you might feel even just in that straight arm with weight and push, you might feel it in your bicep or you might feel it in your pec. You might not feel it. No, you don't have to feel anything. But if you are tighter there um, and in order to get that stretch out of your bicep, like you said, because the bicep affects your elbow, you would do something with a bent elbow. So you could practice that stability um, with your forearm down. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And then yeah, yeah. And just isolating more the shoulder, take the bicep out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a good and idea. And then likewise, like mm-hmm. that applies a little bit more for like your restorative type stretching or anything like those supine stretches through the pecs, like any twists and stuff like that, or you want to have maybe um, some support under your shoulders for really tight pec people, mm-hmm. bend the elbow so that it takes it out of the biceps. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Not that I stretching like that. the biceps is bad, but if you're just like wanting to do some isolated work, like, okay, this one, say your biceps are so tight that, that you never stretch your pec. So then you do some straight arm stuff, mm-hmm. stretch your biceps and then bend the elbow. Yeah. Um, we'll talk. Yeah. I like that. Talk into that a little bit more later, but yeah. So you are there any other poses you could see pec tension in? Yeah. Well, because the pec is inserting into the bicepital groove like you said that tension will cause internal rotation Uh uh-huh so i and pecs are tricky not just with the biceps but also with the lats um so arms overhead yeah arms overhead in any position can dictate uh pec tension or lat tension usually mm-hmm. a little bit yeah this is a little bit difficult to to separate yeah is do you have any poses that you could or how would it feel then because they are kind of in different areas i always ask my one-on-one clients about this or have in the past mm-hmm. just to see like where they're feeling it because sometimes arms overhead just standing you might not feel anything like sometimes I'm a little more lat tight. So I'll, I'm trying to think I'm doing it right now. (laughs) I don't necessarily feel a big pull in my lats. It's almost like it just kind of stops, but you might feel um, a bit of a stretch where your pec inserts onto your arm. Arm. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels like into the shoulder a little bit with the arms over the head positioning. Yeah. I'm just looking at the lats where that inserts <laughs> right now. Ugh. I think it also wraps um, to the front of the humerus. Mm-hmm. It, it might also be the bicepital groove, but I don't know if it's the in, inside border or the outside I think border. it's the inside border. Yeah, but that, that would still create internal rotation. That's mm-hmm. a tough one with it internal is. rotation. You can't... It's really hard to tell um, unless you have like a really fine-tuned awareness or you've been you've been like testing this for a while, which I actually have. Like I've tested, which gives me more shoulder um, ease, whether it's like a pec stretch or a lat stretch. And it, it's starting to be more lats, I'm finding, at least with my, my right shoulder. And it, it's helping a lot just by consistently doing more, more lats. Mm-hmm. I never thought my lats were tight, but yeah, like it's it's really hard to tell until you you try something on yourself you know so i've been doing like a lot more arms over the head like side puppy side child's pose um lazy triangle with the arm over the ear um mm-hmm. yeah and other other side stuff to get more into the lats and it's like oh yeah that's definitely making making a difference in the way the shoulder is just sitting yeah hugely <clears throat> yeah so i guess yeah. like arms overhead arms vertical um, you might not be able to tell the difference, but if you did see in your students that you couldn't, they couldn't take their arm by their ear, like their arm is a fair amount forward, that could be mm-hmm. one in- indicator. And then you're going to look elsewhere to see if it is pecs or lats. So for yeah, pecs, yeah. I look more with arms um, straight up to the side. So parallel to the ground, if your torso yeah. is vertical, so your arms are at a 90 degree to your body. And then let me see, say you're in your warrior two, palms are down that's going to be a little bit of internal rotation there so you might just do something as simple as flipping your palms up 
mm-hmm. and trying to kind of rotate your biceps more towards the ceiling, drawing your shoulders back. And then you can play a little bit with taking your arms out of that perfect T position and drawing your thumbs back. Mm, interesting. So more and more external rotation just on the horizontal, like yeah. just like parallel with the ground. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then you can see how limiting that tension is because you aren't going to be putting a lot of tension in the lats there. So that might be a better pec test. Exactly. Yeah. So kind of cool. And then if that's like doing that is in your biceps, you could take your <laughs> bend your elbows at 90 degrees and just take your upper arms mm. back. So really like a ca- yeah. cactus arm pulling back and that's going to mm-hmm. isolate your pecs more. That's very active work. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah. nice if you're in that part of your class. Yeah. Do we want to talk a little bit about the pec minor? I don't know. I feel like that's like a maybe a whole nother podcast. I think it's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the pec major, it's that bigger bulk of muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, the pec minor is really important. So I do want to talk about it eventually, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Let's line it up for another one. Yeah. So in other asana, like... One thing that I do notice is that the pec doesn't won't limit an arm balance or a chaturanga, but it might throw those poses like an arm balance um, slightly more forward into the shoulders as if that muscle is like hypertonic and it's just more developed and it's like trying to do all the work of the um, arm balance. So all that load, it's going to want to take the shoulder more forward and the body more forward. so it's just something to be aware of, but you need your pecs also in those postures. Like if you if you only do the back of the shoulder, if you really favor the back of the shoulder, you'll be in like this weird, I don't know, it, it won't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. You can't, mm-hmm. like how do you arm balance if, <laughs> if you don't have a pec, you know? You have to have that pec muscle there to support the front of the shoulder. Um, but it, I find it really hard to tell um, if someone's overusing their pec. Actually, because forward shoulder, po- sh- yeah, forward shoulder posture is not necessarily pec. So yes, I yeah, that statement still stands. <laughs> yeah. How about you? I'm trying to think like if people are overusing their pecs, you might see um, an underuse of the serratus anterior. So elbows winging out? Um, shoulders, shoulder blade winging. Maybe. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. That's like one indicator. If you see those winging, I would, and it looks like their actual shoulders are kind of forward. Well, that's Mm. hard to say. I got to see this. Yeah, that's hard to say because that's, and also like there's so much, there's so many factors that throw a shoulder forward. We can't say it's just the pec, but the pec might be part of the story. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So long story short, I don't know if we have any like good way of isolating just pec tension other than awareness in uh, arm balance you mean or overall overall can you think of anything else isolating pec tension you mean like contraction you want to contract it oh no if it's like hypertonic if it's like over i don't know i think the best poses for really seeing what's going on the pecs is like supine when you're on the ground Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, none of those yeah. standing ones with with weight yeah. because all the other muscles sort of like, ah, let me help. I'm trying to think like when you do your hands bound behind your back. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but, it's but that's little, also a little bit of that um, internal rotation. Yeah. Okay, hands, yeah. There's, there, there's different ways to do it, right? Hands bound with your hands tightly clasped, so the heels of your hands and your entire palm are touching. Mm-hmm. That little method with your elbows bent and then shoulder back, that's a little more pec minor, which we'll talk about later. But mm-hmm. if you have like open wrists, open hands, so like the back of your hands almost make a line that's parallel to the ground somewhat. Mm-hmm. And then like letting your shoulders really slide back. That can get mm-hmm. a bit that can get a bit into your pecs. Mm-hmm. If your deltoids yeah. um, are tighter, then you'll get into the front of the deltoid. You know, now that I'm thinking about like our bodies are so different from like a guy with a butt on their chest, right? Mm-hmm. Like for them, I think there well, there's one. Like if your pecs are really, really tight, some people can't even clasp the hands behind the spine. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So that yeah, that extension because it would be limiting the extension of the arm behind the spine. So that could be that could be one one way of seeing. But that's that's a pretty darn tight peck. But yeah, I see that. Like people have that, right? Yeah. Um and uh what else was I gonna say? It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> I forgot. Let's talk about then the supine poses on the ground. And okay, then sure. other things are gonna pop into our brains. Um, yes. Poor little brains. I like fish. I did one this morning. But yeah, I was a fish. Talk about supported supported fish. What'd you do? What um, what'd you put where? So one block for underneath the head and then another block um, underneath the rib cage. So around bra strap area, a little bit below the shoulder blade. So you have a little bit of shoulder blade movement there. Um, and then I go chest block is medium level and head block is higher level because I don't really want to, I don't want to like extend my neck a ton. That's not really my purpose there. Mm-hmm. But I, I see a lot of people do that, and it seems very comfortable for them. Um, so that that's cool. That's another way you can do it. And then for pec minor, just letting your arms lay by your sides will get the pec minor because it's a small stabilizer. And it's really interesting. I can actually feel my pec minor stretching out. Um, and pec minor, usually people can't feel it. It's it's really deep. Maybe I don't feel it. Maybe I feel the nerves underneath my pec minor stretching out. Um, mm-hmm. But it's very deep. It's very close to the bones. Whereas pec major, if you just take your arms out into a cactus shape and just let gravity take your arms down as your chest is slightly lifted up, that'll stretch the, the sternum away from the humerus, which we know are the two insertion and origin of the um, the the um what's it call it the peck mm-hmm. um and then if you can slowly move your arms i call it like a little snow angel mm-hmm. with your cactus up and down up and down you can sort of search for areas and and thread through the 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 clavicular the collarbone portion of the peck and the sternum portion of the peck and you can sort of like feel the different fibers of your peck stretching out that's that's probably my favorite yeah <laughs> how about you um I love it in a twist. So, Ooh, tell. Yeah. So I'll do, I don't know, any type of twist with both legs over to one side. I don't really care what your legs are doing too much. But your arms out in a T. And then I'll usually get get things supported. So if I'm wanting to work more bicep and I do on one side, sometimes have more bicep tension, um, mm-hmm. I'll keep my arm more straight. And then if I'm done with that, then I'll bend my elbow a little bit, maybe towards a 90 degree. doesn't matter too much. Just enough to feel that it's not in the, the meat of my bicep. 
Um, mm. And I'll put like either some rolled up blankets under my upper arm, my humerus or bolster Ooh. and just something, so it can yeah, something so it can mm. totally rest and allow my arm and my shoulder blade to um, go down, like kind of drape down to the floor. Oh, I like it. You could even put like a blanket on top, just a tiny little bit of weight if if it feels mm. okay. Like if it's not that stretch, that's like, you know, when you stretch something for the first time and it's like <laughs> ripping. Yeah, like it like kind of <laughs> tweaks your whole nervous system like that. There's like a, yeah. not a safe feeling there. So if it's like something you do a lot over time, you can put some really gentle weight on it. Um, yeah. Almost more for... Um, kind of tuning your nervous system if anything like that that little bit of weight might just like the weight of your duvet cover I was talking (laughs) talking about someone's in love with her bed cozy cozy bed (laughs) yeah just a little bit of weight to help it drape down and with some of my privates before I've given them a little bit of an adjustment there um, over time Mm. and I'll kind of like put one hand on their lower ribs Mm. and actually I would usually do this with their arm more straight so that I target biceps and pick together but I would kind of just have my hand on their bicep and almost do traction of the humerus away from the chest mm. like but, it's not but supported so there's something under the arm and something under yeah it depends on their body the if, like some of them have mm. a huge range of motion um thoracic rotation like they have one guy had a lot so his shoulders on the ground like he can twist a lot in his spine but his chest is still super tight so it kind of depends on those two things of how high your shoulder is going to be away from the ground and most of us like if you have pec tension you'll have a little gap yeah he could twist like crazy in his in his thoracic spine so he can get his shoulders to the ground but he then he's like my pecs are super tight and like he could yeah hardly hardly clasp his hands behind his back Right. Yeah. Um, that's the other one. Things like that. But yeah. And it's, so it's not yeah. like a pushing down into the floor. It's more like a little, it's pulling away. And oh, yeah. Yeah. He would always say, like, oh my God, that's magical. <laughs> yeah. 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 Have you tried PNF in that position? No. It's awesome. So, um, uh, yeah, like you, you do all the support. So you know where to, like, where to drop and relax. And, and because blankets are really nice because they, I actually don't, I, I never use them, but I should. Um, they can they have a little give in them right so you can sink even lower into a blanket as the bones get heavier and and the muscles begin to loosen but so to put like a nice heavy block in the hand elbow can be bent or straight but you want to really cue of moving the arm up so pushing the block up towards the ceiling from the supine twisted position push the block up towards the ceiling from your shoulder not from your bicep not from your wrist so keeping either your arm straight or a little bit bent but moving the block up towards the ceiling and then seeing if you can isolate and turn on the chest muscle and then holding that effort for a little bit and then dropping down oh yeah push up and then drop down push up drop down um sometimes i do that from you know scorpion uh-huh when you take your arm like you're laying belly down one arm is out to the side the other hand's like cobra and then you just sort of twist one side chest up the other side chest stays down um that's a really nice one i don't actually really like scorpion for chest stretching because i find the hand position can be kind of iffy and there's a lot of moving parts like the shoulder can move forward and back still the shoulder blade can get get like up towards it you can elevate and you can depress um so you can sort of i don't know scorpion is kind of weird for that you have to have like a really 
keen sense of awareness and where you need the stretch in order to get that. So you're talking about like working well. lying on your belly, putting your, mm-hmm. um, taking one arm, putting your elbow straight, straight out. out from your shoulder with your forearm parallel yeah. to the long edge of your mat. And then you kind of turn to face the opposite direction of that arm that's yeah. on the floor. Yeah. yeah. With, yeah. with that one, like, um, I didn't really. PNF is nice. Try, try yeah, I haven't that tried one. that before, yeah. but just so people are aware, and I wasn't aware before, like Eric has had shoulder instability issues um, in his right shoulder. Like mm. he dislocated it before when he was yeah. on impact snowboarding. Um, and so he always like has to do work because he works a desk job. So he's always like mindful of needing to do more stability work there. Um, right. But he says like it doesn't feel good to him to just turn and like let the yeah, front of your shoulder yeah. dip down. Lean. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean by there's too many moving parts mm-hmm. because – See, your shoulder blade can go up and down. It can elevate and depress. And if it elevates, it might like throw forward because there's a little space there for it to throw forward. Yeah. Right. And then if it goes too far down, then you're not really getting the the pec. So you might be or you're just depressing and then you're pushing into like the bottom of the shoulder. So that's why I don't like that one. Whereas if you're just snow angeling on your back, there's no body weight. There's Mm -hmm. no except the weight of the arm. And it's so much more gentle. Exactly. but if you can align scorpion properly, a little bit of PNF there I find is like super because it just isolates the muscle and it just like, I don't know, it just mm-hmm. brings that blood flow, right? It brings more of that circulation into it. It's not it's not a passive stretch, though. I wouldn't do it as a passive stretch. Yeah, because if you really yeah. let the head of your humerus dip forward, you're getting more anterior deltoid, which can feel really good. Like it feels like a good uh, stretch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd. I would caution against it. Like suck your shoulder back away from the ground, keep your shoulder mm. on your back. And then if you want to twist from there and that will actually get a little more pecs, but like yeah. you're putting yeah. and try not to elevate or depress. Yeah. Like, don't shrug up or down, which I see so often. Yes. Yeah. When you're laying down, you want to relax, right? <laughs> yeah. But you're like putting so much torque and weight into that joint because your whole exactly. body weight is you're like leveraging. Exactly. Leveraging. You have to be very mindful yeah. of with that much weight. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I think it's I think you can do it. Just make sure that where you feel it is never like, I don't know, high, if that makes sense. And deep. It should never be like deep into the shoulder. Mm-hmm. It should feel like you're stretching up the butt of your chest. <laughs> yeah. Like Eric just says oh. it feels unstable, like from the, like it just pushing his shoulder. If it's, he lets his shoulder go forward, like he's like he mm-hmm. knows that feeling of what that instability feels like so he's like yeah. it doesn't feel good so a lot of people dislocate in that direction too yeah totally that's like when you apply um, force that's how it pops forward note so do you want to talk a little bit about the nerves that lay directly underneath the pecs can i talk about one more supine thing that i see no no, <laughs> no. not allowed just one more okay okay go one more <laughs> another thing that i remembered that i'll see just in either the pose you were talking about supported fish or the twist that I was talking about um, because of that internal rotation that the pec causes. I mean, if you just are tight and your pec is holding on to your bicipital groove, mm-hmm. you don't have rotation in your elbow. So your elbow could be close to the ground, if not on the ground. And then your hand is like way up off the ground. Oh, really? Yeah. From uh, the supported fish thingy? So like, yeah, the more you're, I'm just doing it right now. So sorry, I'm leaning away from the mic. The more you kind of rotate back, you're opening that pec. 
And so if that's really tight there, yeah, you can have, you could literally have elbows down, hands almost like forearms almost perpendicular to the floor, depending on the case, or like at a 45 or something. Um, mm. And what you'll kind of see in the shoulders, the shoulders have like this specific look. I mm. find that they kind of are like this popped forward, mm. pulled forward. Yeah. So like you can imagine the shortening of the tissues in the front of your chest, pulling your mm. pulling your shoulder blades off the ground. So it's like this pop forward and then your hands, can, the back of your hands cannot get anywhere close to the floor. I, I think I see that more when people are laying straight on their back, like just straight on their back, relax your arms down and there's like a little maintenance of a bend in the elbow the shoulders pulled forward and then the hand is like the maybe the fingers are down but the wrist is up sorry like straight on their back with their palms like shavasana style or arms yeah and cactus no shavasana style yeah you can see it there too like that pop of the shoulders up off the ground yeah definitely yeah i don't know if i've ever seen it in the supported fish though because that gives you that thoracic opening as well and so i feel like sometimes that will compensate yeah Maybe. If you yeah. even just put people on their back then without the support. So it's yeah, flat on their back. With nothing. Cactus, flat. cactus arms. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There too as well. You can see that there. And yeah. so you might give them, like the amount of lift you give them if you want to do a supported fish for the pec major, if, if their case is such that they are really tight in the chest, then maybe you're just mm. rolling up a little blanket under their spine to give them a tiny bit of lift. Right. Yeah. That kind of not the really, really yeah. gentle. Um, so yeah, you see the front of the shoulders kind of forward. It just like looks different. It almost looks like a lack of muscle tissue in the pec as you get close to the shoulder. And that's just an optical illusion kind of because their shoulder is forward. So it's almost like a little concave bit there, shoulder mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. So in order to make that person feel somewhat comfortable in this pose, otherwise it's just like terrible to hold your arms in that space and have them pulling against something that's really tight so you really need a lot of props and Mm. like put something under their humerus their upper arm and then Mm. like their their forearm could be at a huge angle put bolsters whatever you need so that they can actually just like let it relax at that angle interesting yeah i don't know if i've ever seen anyone that bad (laughs) i've seen some and some like i've taught some yin yin classes Um, Mm. and uh, tried to do supported fish. And then I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Like I was just like going to the wall, like all the props, (laughs) all the props for you. And every person that I, I I just like immediately saw it in a couple people's bodies. I was just like, okay, we're going to do this and this and this. And they're like, oh, thank you. That feels so much better. It felt so awkward before. Yeah. Like I wasn't feeling anything. You're just like hanging, holding my arm. Yeah. Yeah. And then like hanging in your tension. Yeah. That's why those like yin slash restorative yeah. classes or like yeah, yeah, use the prop sometimes. Use the prop. So when when you do tell me that like it, it goes all the way down to the, the even the wrist positioning and the elbow positioning, not only are we looking at yes, there there are tight there are super fucking tight muscles down there. Um but there, there might be a fascial continuity there that we should be working with a little bit. Um, so if you do have like a vinyasa class, it, it could be really nice to just do some movement through the entire arm in different planes, mm-hmm. like um, shoulder, big shoulder circles. If you've ever done like holding a strap and then just windmill up and down, up and down, like above your head and then down to your hips and then up over your head and then down to your thighs. Mm-hmm. 
um lots of space in the strap yeah just flossing through those shoulders um and then the other one i really like for like more of fascia and trying to get the fascia to floss past one another is um i think it's called like either teacups or like i did it with like the chinese dancing with like a plate on your hand so you hold the plate like you're serving a dish and then you do all the rotations you rotate the plate in towards your ear you rotate the plate out as you internally rotate your shoulder and then down towards your hips and you come back to start position so you just do full rotation through wrist elbow and shoulder Mm -hmm. do you know what i'm talking about like the whole yeah, little dancey move there with your arm both directions. Um, and I feel like, in my opinion, like all of it is really important for someone with really tight pecs. And, and like, yeah, when you see someone that's so lifted off the ground when they should be relaxed, like that to me just speaks of so much of this fascial tension that, um, you know, it's, it's impacting the muscle below it and the muscles impacting it. But it's just this like patterning and this long term, you know, holding of the tissues trying to protect itself um, by laying down more and more of this like tight tissue. And so to be able to floss through everything and glide and hydrate everything um, with the relaxation and the support as well, I feel like that would be like a really killer combination. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah. I would love to do something for moms because I see it in all my moms, yeah. my mom friends, mm. like that shoulder forward. Because like when you're holding a baby and breastfeeding, like I physically not done it in my in my body, but like I've watched so many bodies that I can see this shape, right? The shoulder mm. really pops forward. You're like hollowing that little like I talked about the hollowing of your chest right beside your arm because your arm really comes forward like you're pulling like you can you grab like if people don't know where you're to grab your peck like you just take your hand grab the front of your armpit flap that's your peck so like you can move your arm around and see what fibers tense there and that really like really pulls forward hard so she like up near the clavicle um and then that with desk job combo, which is like so many people, yeah, <laughs> it just throws yeah. your shoulders forward for for life, and <laughs> it really it's so hard to get out. Like I see so many of my friends, I'm like, oh my god, like I just and I like rub their shoulders, I put my fingers like in the top of their like just under their clavicle, and they're like, oh my god, thank you, and like yeah. rub rub oh my goodness rub around their shoulders because their traps and everything's so lengthened and. I'm just like, yeah. it's, oh, it's dry back here. Sticky. Yeah, so yeah. sticky. And so like <laughs> doing like that flossing and then some restorative slash yin type supine postures yeah. for the shoulders and slash nervous system is going to be so key. Yeah, I think that, that would be such a killer. I kind of want to try it. Just like do some really good flossing and then just lay mm-hmm. in like that supported fish, like super supported and just like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> make that a practice oh yeah and it's like really simple stuff but people people just don't know they like don't know how to get out of that position Mm -hmm. um yeah do we want to go through really quickly what it looks like in down dog or what it could look like because down dog's really complicated but like if you're seeing down dog in a certain way if that that could be peck tension um yeah it's it's i could talk to it a little bit yeah I think, yeah, just to, it's sort of like similar to the other postures. It's really hard to tell if it is only pec tension. Mm-hmm. 
it comes with all the other stuff. Yeah. Because lats can show up like that too, you know, where yeah. the, the shoulders, I know what you're talking about, the shoulders are elevated and slightly internally rotated, elbows are slightly winging to the side. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, I, I just w- would caution that I wouldn't I wouldn't immediately say that's pecs. It might be. No. And it probably is, but it's also probably like a host of other things. Yeah, but it's, it's um, one of those clues, yeah. like if you're working one-on-one with someone until you get to... Um, a pose where you're really isolated so just slow it down slow that down a little bit and what does that look like again in down dog like where mm-hmm. pec tension and and other tension could show up but what does it look like physically in the shoulders and elbows and arms um you're like so, you like ripped through it <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> um so it, it sort of looks like uh you know bow-legged yeah people it looks like that in the arms does that make sense yeah so you're so sort of like yeah, instead of having you go, your go. arms <laughs> straight by your ears and actually I don't really I don't really practice down dog I actually I actually intentionally have a tiny bend in my elbows so that I'm not just stacking my joints I'm using my muscles but um it is more than like an intentional bend like so your elbows do have a bend out to the side usually and um you'll see more pressure on the inner edge of the hand Mm-hmm. And like, so you can see lifting of the pinky finger or just like this dumping into the it's lightness. Yeah. So you might yeah. even see, you know, we kind of cue wrist creases parallel to the front of the mat or something like that. Like that's not mm-hmm. usually my cue, but anyways, you'll see almost like a turning of the hands in because that mm-hmm. internal rotation yeah. will go all the way down the chain to your hands. So you're seeing like a lot of pressure on the inside of the hands. Maybe your wrists are kind of turning in. <laughs> Fingers are starting to point yeah. in. Like it'll, it'll wow, like, really, yeah, if it's really intense, really tight. you'll feel like this pull <laughs> in and you're like, oh my God. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. So then your elbows are kind of, even I'm trying to do it like pulling. <gasps> oh, gorilla arms, you know, like a little bit wide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then your upper arms are instead of kind of straight and parallel, they're at quite an usually a, a good angle out to the side. So you're making yeah. them more of a diamond with your arms. Um, For most, yeah, most positions of that, I see that the shoulder blades are elevated. So it's more shoulders up to the exactly. ears. Um, and then, and that's because yeah. the, shul- yeah. the pec is like pulling the shoulder forward. Yeah, and then it's just going it's up because it's like the only way it can go yeah. <laughs> to try to find that... Um, inverted v shape right that little mountain of the hips up yeah um so th- yeah because remember these people are like trying they're like oh i gotta get my butt up how do i get my butt up i'm gonna do this there's and, so much <laughs> going on that like you forget what's going on in your shoulders and yeah 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 so for that one it, it's um i don't know i i feel like down dog yeah if you if you put your knees down and really push or something maybe even like a hovering down dog so set up the hands really nice and deliberately you know take your fingers a little bit out perhaps um squeeze your elbows in you can even do a few like um i i I like doing this where you you drop the elbows down and then you lift the elbows back up from like a table position or like a down dog preparation position Mm -hmm. because that sort of helps you feel this hugging of the elbows in and then as your elbows go down pressing your chest back Mm -hmm. towards your feet and then you can just keep your head lifted for for this that exercise just to feel that translation of upward rotation in the shoulder blades um while trying to 
with the shoulders in more of an externally rotated position. Um, if you want a little extra challenge, you can even like hold a block between your forearms, drop down, press chest back, and then lift everything back up. Press down, drop the block down, drop the elbows down, press the chest back towards your thighs, and then lift everything back up. So sometimes that can be nice to just sort of help train the shoulders um, more functionally to work up to down dog. But yeah, for sure, if the, the chest is so tight that you see it in down dog, I would just go back to like floss the shoulders, stretch the shoulders, PNF the shoulders, and then hopefully that makes a difference um, in down dog, just more naturally, just in the sit of the shoulders. Mm -hmm. How about you? What would you do? I'm trying to think. That was good. <laughs> It just depends, like if you're one on one with someone, or if you see someone in a group class. So I guess if we're, if I see someone with like, yeah, how am I going to cue them out of a down dog that looks like that? Is and another... and knowing that cueing sometimes won't, like, if it's really tight, oh, yeah. they can't move. They can't do it. They can't. Right? Yeah, but you're just bringing some awareness to the shape, and then they can yeah. maybe turn some muscles on, even if it doesn't change their position whatsoever so this yeah, is exactly. this is where the cue that cue of like externally rotating your humerus and down dog which can be yeah. over cued because that can that can kind of create this pattern with infraspinate just being on all the time like too, yeah, much, too much too much so yeah. but if you are seeing that like really elbows out internal rotation um i would probably cue a little bit to the front of the ribs first because i know if someone like in my body if your shoulders physically can't do it, it's going to go into your spine yeah so just like sure. gently keep the front of your ribs in as they are towards your body so don't move your upper back so you just have like mm -hmm. a little bit of a hug in there and then i'd say like push your hands down and forward so that's going to straighten the arms and that just might be enough like you might not need to deal with the rotation of your arms but just getting your humerus like away from your chest a little bit push your hands down yeah, like and that. forward that's yeah. where like that's where those cues come and cause that's why down dog is so crazy like you can be such an advanced teacher and you're like, how the fuck do I cue this pose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's there's so much to talk about with down dog. It just right? depends what you're seeing in someone's body. So those are that's where mm -hmm. those cues come from. And that's when I would use those. You could say that to the whole class, and maybe you're cueing, you're you're talking about the shoulders that class, or maybe you're talking to that person on that mat like a little more quietly and saying those mm -hmm. specific cues to them. Yeah. Um and then you yeah. could you could speak to the rotation of the arm and um kind of rotate your biceps i'm trying to think what i say i don't usually i usually don't cue it because i think it's over cued but if i did see that body type <laughs> that's where it's like rotate your triceps under you mm. is like kind of the cue but it wouldn't i would it depends yeah, i would i would very yeah. i would do that very specifically yeah yeah yeah, I, I don't think I've ever said that. I just, I tend to let down dogs be down dogs and then try to work that awareness in elsewhere. Yeah. And then yeah. just work pecs and lats somewhere else in the class. Exactly. Yeah. And then just see if it affects the way they naturally push back into the shape, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I definitely think, yeah, you could definitely like take the whole class, put them down, sit them down and talk through it and then just give it like 
three, four good, like workshop it a little bit more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Look into the mirror, see how your down dog is going, you know, how, what's the rib positioning, what's the shoulder positioning. Yeah. Shoulders are really, <laughs> really tough. They are. <laughs> Um, another good one just to stretch the pecs that's more active in your class is just like a twisted, open twisted lunge. So you're oh, nice. right yeah, foot yeah. forward. Yeah. And because of the straight arm, you'll target the biceps as well if those are tight. So you might get one or the other or both. So front, right foot forward, left hand down, open twist, face the right side. So it's, it's yeah. the hand more so I find that's on the floor. Um draw that shoulder back and then you can kind of like specifically think of turning your sternum away from your bicep that makes turn your sternum the bottom arm bicep yeah so facing more to the side so you're getting leverage there but not in a pushing way like you're tractioning in a rotation yeah in rotation you kind of traction your hand and it's more like a lift away from the ground as you push so you get that combined with the strength of the serratus anterior and then your top arm like it top arm like really spread your fingers reach your arm away from your chest so like we do a lot of squeezing your shoulder blades together cues which i think is also overdone so like really popping your arms away from your sternum like wide 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 and you can sometimes feel Mm. some gnarly things in your nerves there (laughs) yeah you can like doing it right now because even just in space it's like Mm. and then twist and like maybe take your arm just straight back without popping your shoulders forward it's pretty active but oh it's good yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh i wanted just to quickly touch back on the nerve thing Mm -hmm. so nerves um they they can resist they can they can do a little bit of stretch it's like it's it's okay to stretch a nerve um it's just not okay to stretch a nerve for a very long time so um it's like all the fascia remember i what what episode i think it was an si episode where we talked about like once you really stretch ligaments or fascia um it's really hard for it to go back like once you've deformed it so much Mm -hmm. um i think you said something like two years right for for it to re-knit back in the the ligaments like the dense connective tissue like yeah like my teacher had told me like 10 10 years tens of years holy shit yeah and and i'm not sure that was i'm trying to think he taught that was like eight years ago i heard that so like i'll check the science on that but it's a long a longer amount of time we'll say yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. don't quote me but the the sheath that coats that holds your nerves together is similar in that way and and it has very little elastin in it so it's not made for a lot of stretch the nerve itself has some mechanism so it has a little crimp in it so it does allow for stretch um it's just not a lot so the brachial plexus which is underneath the the chest muscle there that sort of sits in that little hollow of the front of the shoulder Mm -hmm. um that's like a whole bundle of nerves that that are wrapped in these sheaths right that that don't have a lot of elasticity in it and if you heard it before, like if you've dislocated that shoulder before, the nerves probably have been stretched. They've, they've been like injured. They've been pulled because your bone has been thrown out of alignment. Um, and so when that happens, like like in many injuries over time, the body sort of lays down connective tissue, lays down fascia. like protect, 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 hold stable, hold stable um, by laying down all these layers of tissue. So yes myofascial release can be nice but just just like really gentle movement in the front plane of that shoulder can be nice as well um there's a really cool nerve flossing uh um 
exercise that that some physios will do so you take your head position and you you turn it and then you take your wrist and hand position because that's where so if you think about the nerves like um like a string and they're sort of fixed at your fingertips and they're fixed at your head and you just want to pull that string through its layers of fascia mm-hmm. yeah it through its, its sheaths of fascia so you'd be doing straight elbow flexed hand and then relax the elbow relax the hand but turn your head and you're just trying to pull that string through the sheaths and for some people that can be really really just repeating that you know daily or or three or four times a day can be really beneficial to help break up some of the the fascial things that are happening um yeah Mm -hmm. so and sometimes like (laughs) where the nerves so yeah like stretching your nerves one thing and then again that movement of it within the tissue actually kind of like i'm trying to think yeah like you said it's just moving within the tissue so things can get stuck like especially if super tight pecs injury especially like you're saying like um you can feel some gnarly things in your nerves and it sometimes it feels like pain sometimes it's just like a weird pointed yeah it's really hard to describe that nerve compression feeling i think a lightning yeah like it can feel electric and tingling in my body it's just like it's like pointed and specific and it's not sharp quite muscular Um, no 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 yeah yeah for sure i know what you mean yeah it's it's weird. It like it's like teeth gritty. Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's weird. But I can feel that like sensation. even if I'm just like pulling, like I have my arms in a T, like warrior right now, but I'm doing my thumbs pointed up, palms facing yeah. forward, and I just really concentrate on pulling my arms away from my chest until at some point my shoulder blades kind of pop out to the side, my ribs kind of yeah. puff up in the up, upper parts, and it's like. Yeah, this specific little pull in around the front of my shoulder. Mm. And it's not bad, but it's just like, oh, it's like, ugh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It- yeah, it's not something I would tell anyone to stay in. <laughs> like, don't no. just stay there for 10 minutes. No, not you know? for like, 10 coming- minutes. But it's like, if yeah, you're, you're like- going to feel that and it's not, and if it's not like a pain that's causing your arm to drop, then it's probably just some compression on that nerve. And sometimes it'll make yeah. your arm go numb. Sometimes it'll yeah. make it go cold. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I would just caution people just like don't if if that's a sensation you feel, don't stay there. Mm-hmm. Move out of it and like try to explore to look for that sort of spreading of muscle, that lengthening of muscle sensation, um which is different. Oh, and I was trying it on myself. I feel it when I hyperextend. When I like lock my elbow oh, way out yeah. and then I do the thing with my arm. Oh yeah, right, right there. <laughs> it's like <laughs> right away but that makes sense right because like the hyperextension puts the joint slightly slightly out and then the nerve is being pulled more yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i used to get like my arms used to go numb when i reached my arms straight up when i started doing yoga more seriously i mean like more Mm. often when i was like 25 wow and like warrior two my arms would go numb those are really uh, like for just like a, for a second, like you're holding it there for all of what, like 30 seconds, right, maybe a little right. bit longer. But it's like you can feel the yeah. tingle come on pretty quick. And <laughs> so, like, yeah, if you have like a numbness that comes on that quickly, it's usually compression of the nerve. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You don't want to don't you, know, stay, you don't, don't want to stay, stay there forever. But like that's just knowing movement in your shoulder in that way. Like you might think then about the, the tension in your pecs. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's not the end of the world, but work with pec tension and some flossing. So going in and out, in and out. Yeah, exactly. I like shoulder circles, just like big circles. Get shit moving. Yeah, get some circulation. Oh, so good. Cool. 
did yeah. we hit it? Um, I think we hit it. We just have, so we do want to talk about PEC minor. It's one thing that like it's in many teacher trainings and in many textbooks, it's mentioned a lot. So mm-hmm. we'll do a next episode on that. Um, and yeah, that would be really, that'd be really cool. I feel like if you have PEC major tension and you're not someone that's having tension because you work them out a ton, um, that you will, will yeah. have a PEC minor. It's PEC minor. Yeah. yeah. Like they, <laughs> yeah. if you see, if you see it show up in the major, it's, it's already there in the minor. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the minor is so much more difficult to target. Mm-hmm. It's a little mm. bit trickier. Yeah, but it's yeah. doable. Yeah, and you can really see it in the body. Oh it's yeah, it's a cool sure. one. I like it. All right. Okay. Um, I gotta go to work. I'm just looking no, outside. Don't. It's really eerie outside. It's like. Yeah, it's freaking October. It sucks. It's fine. It's true. It's true. It's October needs love as well. All right. Um, But before we go uh, and before Nat goes to work, um, please do leave us a a comment, a kind word on what is it? Apple Podcasts, that thingy and Mm. uh, Stitcher or anywhere you get your podcast from. We really appreciate it. We do look through them once in a while. and yeah, it's really nice. It's nice to know that our work is appreciated, that you guys are are out there and listening and uh, benefiting and using what we are rambling on about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can always <laughs> drop us a email um, and just ask for something or some clarification if we said something weird. <laughs> oh, we say so many weird things. So many weird things. All right, guys. We out. Okay. Have a great day, guys. Talk soon. Bye. Bye-bye.